0: listening to Adoption Fostering and Tea from the UK's LGBT adoption and fostering charity New Family Social. Find us at newfamilysocial.org.uk. I'm Tor and this week I'm going to be having a cup of tea with Dan and talking about fostering a teenager as a single foster carer. Hi Dan, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hi there, how are you doing, Tor? All right,
0: absolutely fine, thank you. I have to be honest and say that fostering a teen as a single foster carer are words that kind of fill me with dread and fear. Tell me how you came to that. <laughs>
1: um, I, feel, I mean, first off, I've, I've been really lucky, I'm, I'm really fortunate. Um, and Brad, who is with me, um, been with me now, we're sort of relatively new to each other, but it's about 16 weeks. He is smashing, um, and it's going really really super well so that's that's fantastic um and really enjoying it and I guess gosh coming coming to it it probably started a long a long Well, it did it was a long time ago I grew when I was growing up there was a tv show on good old ITV so back in the day it was sort of seen (laughs) as a bit it wasn't the BBC so it was almost a bit racy uh (laughs) really really cool and cutting edge um it was called Dodger Bonzo and the Rest and it was all about um basically what a children's home or, or something that, that. that yeah sort of that kids um foster kids were there and i don't know something just sort of stuck and or obviously appealed and i just thought that was that was quite interesting and then also growing up you know through the um Home and away years of Pippa and Tom. <laughs> um, I, I love um, the
0: half-hitting research that you did in advance. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but you know, all that all that time watching Aussie, Aussie soaps, um, <laughs> something obviously stuck. But I did I did sort of think that, that was that was really good that there were there was this house, there was this couple, and they either had some children there that that, that stayed or that sort of passed passed through. As well but they helped them as best they could obviously didn't always go successfully otherwise there wouldn't have been any drama um but I you know those two things I think did resonate with me at a a young age so I think in sort of the context of getting to where I am now that was perhaps part part of it so it's always been in the back of my mind as something I wanted I wanted to explore definitely.
0: That's really interesting and did you have do you have a big extended family or did you have lots of experience with children and young people prior to doing this?
1: Um, no, I mean, I'm one of, I'm one of three. So no, not, not, you know, overly, overly huge at all. One of my older, my older sibling um, has, has three children. So yeah, I mean, I've got um, a niece and two nephews who I've always, you know, always on really, really well with. And I think, so my older sibling is 10 years older than I am. So um you know, could I was really sort of, could be around and all the rest of it when his children were growing growing up and also seeing the different stages that they went through. I always remember, you know, for a long time, it was, you know, walk through the door and it was Uncle Dan, Uncle Dan, Uncle Dan and, you know, read us a story and do this and all of that. And I do really remember the time that I arrived and they had all hit um, the teenage years. <laughs> I, barely, I barely got a grunt. Yes. <laughs> it was like, Uncle Dan's here. Oh. <laughs> but then and then it came back and it's you know it's 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 fantastic um and it's just as good if you know but just on, on a different on a different level now so i think you know i have been I had seen them growing up and then for the last um kind of good good number of years um i've been involved with uh with a charity called keen that's K W E N keen london who provide one-to-one care for children with a whole range of special needs um, and basically that involves just go, going on a Saturday, the adults get there at 10 o'clock, the kids rock up at 10.30 and we're with them for 10 hours and we play all kinds of sport games, um, you know, anything, but we play everything, you know, from what's the time Mr. Wolf to a bit of football to a bit of basketball to all, all sorts of games. Obviously in the, the current climate that has that has changed somewhat. Yes. Um, and we've been going outside to lots of parks and exploring, you know, whether that's doing dinosaur trails or hunting for bugs or just looking for lost ruins, whatever. Um, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, so the adults um, are all called coaches and the kids are all called athletes. And we just had that, you know, one-to-one time with them, but within within a group setting. And Keen, I think, you know, are, are fantastic. And it gives it gives the parents of... Of the kids, a break. You know, they're with us for for two hours, so the parents yeah can go and do whether it's going they're going to do their te- Tesco shop or whether they go and do you know go and go and sit and just have a coffee somewhere. It gives them a break, and I think in terms of either fostering or adoption, it's just a really good way of getting used to being around kids and seeing if it's if it's for you or not.
0: That sounds like amazing experience because I think. That certainly in terms of adopted and fostered children, we do hear so many horror stories about all the difficulties that could happen, that you do have to go into it with a bit of confidence. And it's hard to know sometimes where you'll find that. And I suppose, you know, when I became a parent myself, I didn't really have much child well any child care experience to be honest um we once thought our baby was just really really sweaty we couldn't figure out why the baby was so completely wet and it turned out neither one of us had changed the baby's nappy in a substantial number of hours because we just completely forgot so that's why the baby was so <laughs> wet not sweaty. <laughs> that's how rubbish we were it's a good job you don't get tested when you get pregnant you know for can you actually parents I'd never have passed but um but yeah so I suppose you know you do need that confidence but teenagers you know they're so they're so sort of demonized and we we do all sort of joke about how on earth will raise a teen and we do joke about how grumpy they are and how withdrawn they are and stuff so it it must have been quite a big step for you to go in at that end I guess
1: yeah I guess so. I mean what I was just thinking then as well is, so with with Keen, for example when I first went you are like oh my goodness there are loads of loud noisy children screaming running around and and they do from you know really from young to up to teenagers um and you are a bit like crikey you know because you know I don't don't have a child here I'm you know just used to dropping in and out as as an uncle or with friends kids but you know keen was was so good I went from you do your first couple of sessions you're with someone else and then you get a child to look after on your own and I went then from you know doing that to um to actually leading sessions, um, yes. there's always um, a, a group a group leader there, but someone has to run the sessions and get the activities going from one bit from one to the next, and getting all the all the athletes and all the coaches in the right spot. Um, so in terms of confidence, it was it, that was really great as well. And I think um, I would suggest that you know if you're thinking of posturing or adopting, go and dip your toe, as it were, in the water and. And volunteer you know it might be a youth club or it might be an athletics club or it might be something like keen london it gives you a really good taste and you know if you leave there and you're thinking good grief i'm absolutely exhausted i don't think i can do this that's absolutely fine or it might be that you can just you know you give a certain number of hours a week and that works for you but it gives you an idea of what children are like because you know aside from my um niece and nephews you know i don't have a huge experience of being with children on a day-to-day basis yes go go along and also I mean to be really to be really blunt is that it that is then going to look good on any fostering or adoption process application on on the application Um, because it's the sort of thing that panel assessing social worker they're going to ask you know do you have experience are you involved with with children in any way Um, and if you don't come from a huge big family and all the rest of it and even if you do you know just just to have some current experience with with children, is no bad thing. It was a great thing, and it gives you an idea as well as to whether or not I think this. It sort of really focuses the mind as to whether or not this is this is for you or not.
0: Yeah, no, I can completely understand that. In terms of teenagers, I mean, I've now got two teenagers here, and out of three kids, mm. and it's funny they're so they're a combination of so confident and so vulnerable at the same time you know and i remember that bravado as a teen that you're trying to put across that you know everything that you're so confident and i can't imagine really how difficult that is for a young person who is being you know perhaps moved from place to place or in the care system and not having that base so i can really understand why working with teenagers might be really rewarding because you know they they are that combination of Kind of, you know, grumpy or mouthy or whatever, and very vulnerable at the same time. And, you know, they've got their hopes and they've got their worries. And it's so the teenagers that we see at like New Family Social Summer Camp or when we've done Pride and things like that, you can see how much they're benefiting from having that placement and how important it is to them to have that base and somebody who's, you know, properly on their team.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Totally. And I think, you know, it's, it's twofold. I think we're, or I think, you know, I speaking for me, I'm here to to care for my placement and to, you know, look after them and clothe them and feed them and make sure they are, you know, in each night and you know, all, all the all those types of things. But it's also it's about taking an interest, you know, in what in what they are interested in as well. And ideally, hopefully finding shared interests, but also, you know, I mean with with my placement. I think this is one of the things that you know helped um helped us definitely is that we both we're both keen runners so we go for runs together which is all good and well until the end and he goes off and does a sprint finish and I'm <laughs> left, left panting somewhere behind but it's fine it's fine your oh. um, ego's he taking a battery <laughs> I just sort of think, yeah, six sixteen. I'll, I'll, I'll let him have it. I'll let him have it. <laughs>
0: um, As but, you bend double to get your breath
1: back. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's getting my pace up, so it's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, and then and taking an interest, you know, do, doing that together. And I've, you know, he's, I've got him signed up to the local athletics club, and we've, you know, we go into town, and I've got him new running trainers, and we sort of do that, sort of do that, and we go for um, breakfast at the same time and stuff. Just you know, just involving yourself. In in their world and taking an interest. Now you know I know far more than I ever um, did before about anime, which my placement is really into. But I think you know, and also I mean, just trying to remember—it was a little while ago—what it was like to be that age. Yes, and you know all of and, and all of what you've just said, you know about all of what is going on and hopes and dreams and also the stress of having to try and do exams and thinking about oh my goodness what am I going to do next and where am I going and if I do this what does that mean and 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 everything and just I think also sometimes what what is a big thing for a 16 year old it's not necessarily a big thing for me but it is when you're 16 yes and, and also vice versa a big thing for me might not be is not important to a 16 year old so I think it's just it's just worth remembering trying to remember what it was like as a 16 year old as well,
0: yes, absolutely. But I suppose they have pressures that we didn't have. I mean, I'm assuming that your age is not a million miles from mine. But um, I don't know. How old are you, roughly?
1: Uh, what might forty six? Oh, okay, well, we are roughly the same age. Now. Although I'll just yeah. point
0: out, I am marginally younger uh, <laughs> <laughs> by months. It would seem. Okay, so, um, so I suppose that teenagers now have pressures that we didn't have, and I'm thinking particularly social media because i find that quite a challenge is navigating what what expectations to have what rules to have what supervision to have around social media when we didn't go through that so i i don't know what it's like to be you know, I'm going to even cite the wrong apps. They all call me a boomer and say how rubbish I am at this. But, you know, Snapchat or what's the latest one, Discord mm. or, you know, they even tell me yep. that Twitter is for old people. I thought I was cool because I was on Twitter, but apparently not. I'm a boomer because I'm on Twitter. So, because
1: yeah, um, so, all, all the parents now are all great. Yeah, no, parents or no. grandparents are on TikTok. ruined it for all the kids, sorry. Then,
0: I just <laughs> wonder how you navigate that or how you're finding that, those challenges that we never faced.
1: Yeah, do you know, I, again, I I am really lucky because my placement is not really that into it. Right. They are really into um, gaming. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so that's sort of where they are more um, drawn to. Um, yeah, I mean, look, do, do, do I want to sometimes say, I think you, you know, you spent too long, or you know, playing and, and all the rest of it, but I also remember what I was like at that age. You know, it was it was absolutely different but I would much rather have had my head you know, buried in smash hits or um, listening to <laughs> records than you know studying and all the yes. rest of it so I, I do get it but then it's I mean I've, I've made a, a decision and I've, I've talked about this with my placement because we are a relatively new also I, I am not going to be the one to nag him or berate him or into studying yes. um, but he knows the studying is down to him you know I'm, and i'm here and i you know will read his um essays and it will help him as much as i can with some with the work and all the rest of it but i can't do it for him yes and i we've had really good chats about this um it, i've also been quite stark it's like these are your choices particularly as a child in the in the fostering system for want of a better description yes. you know as as he gets older there are there are ch- quite stark choices to be made that a child that isn't in the fostering system doesn't have to make or not yes. not as much. So it's just about sort of making sure that he knows what his what his choices are and what will happen depending which way things go. But I also think you know one of the best pieces of advice that I was given was that I can't put I can't put an old head on young shoulders. Okay you know and i can he also has to sort of go go through it and live it and 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 see what happens now i can i can be here and i can support and i can do all of all of that but whether or not he does certain things is also down to down to him yes you know and if he if he if he spends two hours um playing a game and then does you know an hour studying you know i would in, in my head i'd be thinking hmm, the other way around would have been better um <laughs> but you know he has to work it out for himself and i i would just use an example the other the other week he completely got a, a test completely wrong and had not prepared for it and all the rest of it now he he knew that uh, he, he realized that and that that's sort of something he learned conversely something a piece of work that he'd handed in he'd worked really hard on um he got the best mark he'd ever got yeah he got you know 29 out of 36 and he was thrilled so then i'm able to say well look at those two different um experiences yes you know what felt better and where do you th- you know and and discuss all of all of that through but you know all of that is is also down down to him as to as to how he you know at the moment we're sort of in the midst of all of the exams and everything It's it's down to him how he prepares and how he does the work Yes,
0: and I think that's probably. It sounds like a really sensible line, really, about you not being entirely responsible for the entire experience.
1: Yeah, because you know, I, I, you know, he's not been with me. You know, I'm just saying, from the age of eight or something. You know, he is, he is a formed person. So, me, you know, um, nagging him or trying to get him to do, do the work, that's not going to help the relationship that we have and that we are building. And he is only going to be, you know, I, he's going to be with me if all goes well. And he goes to university, he will be with me until next September. Yes. So, yeah we we don't have we don't have a long a long time together. Um, so, I, I sort of feel it's about giving him as much support as I can, show him as much as much interest, and hopefully showing him, you know, a, a bit of how life can be down down the road and sort of what what the future can be like. You know, I will say things like, you know, this. I've still got you know friends some of my best friends are the ones I went to university with and I had a great time there and it led me to here and it led me to there but sort of showing showing by example um hopefully rather than have you done enough studying today yeah (laughs) and I I get it as parents because you know you do just want to think stop you know stop playing that video game do some more studying but you know again I take it back to you know me when I was that age and it was like You don't want to just study and I'm not not to give them a free pass or anything like that. But there are a lot of other distractions going on, whether that be social media, whether that be gaming or all the rest of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess we all feel that, don't we? You know, there's always just a temptation to just check your phone one more time before you X, you know. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, no, you know, even you know, there are things that I do, that, or things that I have to do that I that I don't, um, and sit and procrastinate about, and all the rest yeah. of it, and look at something else. So it is also it's quite, it's a bit like holding a mirror up to oneself at the same time. Yeah,
0: no, completely. Yeah, shall I write this report? or Shall I rearrange my entire inbox folder system? Option. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <Optionally>. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we all do it, but I think it's just about, as I said, yeah, just about sort of trying to with, with my placement, sort of. Show them the way and sort of show what what is ahead in the future for them. If if depending which which way they go, yeah.
0: So obviously you approach this system as a single gay man, and I'm just wondering what your expectations were in terms of how you thought you'd be received, and then how you actually were received as a foster counselor. Um
1: I suppose you know I, I went along I went along to an open evening, um, the local council fostering department put on and I went along um, at a local library Um, and I'll be really honest I I did sort of sit there expecting to hear something you know they were going through all the criteria and what they look for and what they don't and and even though I knew I had sort of was aware of (laughs) single um, men and single gay men um, of fostering I think I was I was half expecting to hear something where I would think oh okay that that's me out or, you know, I don't fit what they're looking for or, or whatever. But, you know, the uh, um, the absolute opposite couldn't have been any truer. And I, you know, my experience, they were really, really welcoming. Um, but really, there, there was nothing. There was nothing that um, hold me back. Uh, you know, I still had the whole process to go through, but there were no big red flags or anything like that at, at the beginning. I mean, I sort of joke about it now. The main thing that they don't want to see is that you smoke. So that was, you know, for me, that was fine.
0: Yes. So, but it's interesting that you thought things would go against you, but they didn't. Do you know what it was that you thought would most go against you? Um,
1: That's an interesting question. Do you know what? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just, no, I I didn't sort of have anything in, in, in mind particularly, but perhaps I was just, perhaps I was subconsciously sort of, was really, obviously really keen to do it and to go forward but I was aware you know there could be there could be anything
0: yes
1: (laughs) there could be there could be anything and and it wasn't really my it's all very well tipping up going I'd like to do this or I think I'd like to do this I'm keen to explore this it's not really my it wasn't my call.
0: Yes and I suppose sometimes we have an idea in our head of what a foster carer looks like and often mm. it isn't the image that we have of ourselves you know so yeah I can I can understand a sense of nervousness even if you couldn't really specify what it was that you were nervous about.
1: That's, that's, that's a really good way of putting it and you know and I think it, it would be the same for um yeah I think whoever whoever turns up whoever goes to that first that first meeting is perhaps going to be a bit um nervous and a bit sort of you know am I am I right am I not but um yeah I'm you know just really happy that i that I was and then I was able to to start the process and then like, lucky old me I had one I had one home visit um obviously in person by a social worker who was he was great and then um as with timing um I then I then did the whole process via via zoom because it was all during all during the lockdown okay, yeah. including <laughs> including my panel which was an experience as well <laughs> yeah, how did you find
0: panel what was it like <laughs>
1: And the panel was fun it was just quite bizarre um you know you have to sort of go i'll be really honest The sort of the going through saying hello to everyone you know one one screen at a time <laughs> <laughs> saying hello to everyone and i mean i i haven't done it you know the other way sitting in a room in front of a load of people that's just as um perhaps daunting as well to some people and in some ways i'm just sat here in my home quite comfortable it was just it was just sort of um just quite a funny experience yeah just sort of going going through it and yes yeah, as everyone knows, what Zoom meetings and all the rest of it are like. I mean, it was it, it, it was like that, but we all coped. We all coped very well.
0: Yes, it seems like everyone's adapted really to these online assessments and online panels. And what else could we do? Mm. I guess you know it had to keep going. And yeah, mm. but it's a bit of a strange world, I think.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I think I I know of some people that are going through. The application process at the moment and obviously due to the current situation things have been you know slower than lots of us than lots of us would like but was you know just sort of hang on in there that it is it, things are still being done it's perhaps taking a little bit longer than yeah than than it would do normally but just sort of hang on hang on in there definitely but you know i'm doing a load of still you know the training is ongoing I'm doing that on zoom and all the rest of it which works which actually works really well
0: And how do you juggle being a single carer and having a life, I guess, you know, either work or social life or time out or hobbies or dating or whatever it is that you sort of do with your spare time how do you how do you juggle that because i know that with a foster child you can't just necessarily ask someone to babysit in the way that you can with a birth child or eventually with an adopted child i know that there are specific rules around that and i don't really know how those rules are adapted for teens so i'm just curious about how do you have a life
1: <laughs> so i'm i'm really lucky with the placement that i've got and you know they are 16 they're about to turn 17 soon And look not that I am you know out and about doing doing any you know whatever but as part of getting them ready for independent living they can they can be left you know for a short period of time on on their own and I think you know and that, that wouldn't be the case for, for every child and I'm you know fully aware of that but he he does have his own key but it, it's also good in terms of a sort of setting setting boundaries and all the rest of it like if, if he's going out um, then he you know what time is he going to be back or if he's going to be back a bit later then he will ring or text and all that kind of thing. So it is possible to to go out um, and to do things. I mean we do a lot of stuff together, but then he will go off and see friends or um, he will still see or he still sees um, he's got siblings in the area he will see see them. You know, because I, I think at 16, again, it's different having a younger child. You don't have to do everything together. Yes. He does have sometimes a couple of hours where, where he's here on his own. But I think that's, you know, again, I remember at that age that was quite exciting or it was sort of a sort of one of those steps of being towards adulthood. adulthood of Oh, they do trust me enough that I can be at home on my own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it is quite a big thing when you're that age, isn't it? To have the house. To use the yeah. on. Yeah, it's really nice.
1: And and to have and to have a front door key. Um, and, you know, when he goes off each day to college, um, he will say, oh, do I need to take a key? And I'm like, oh, maybe today, because I might still be out by the time you get back. Or if it's a day when I'm absolutely going to be here, then then he doesn't take a key. So it works. That works really well. And I, you know, I've had to I was gonna say, I've had to take a. Um, I've got really, I've got really fantastic neighbours who are also my backup carers and they have been, you know, really involved and really fantastic. Um, And I think that's, that's key as well, you know, and also just so the placement isn't just seeing me, you know, so he has met lots of my friends um, and it sort of knows, knows other, other people. That's all part of the experience as well. Bizarrely enough, I did have to take a a work trip to to Scotland just for two nights, and the backup carers um you know just brilliantly stepped in they they um one of them came and stayed here um and obviously he, he knew them and, and met them and also social um social services my social workers you know they were the my social worker and his social worker were really good about it, and they were like look we we knew this might might happen. you're a single person doing it. there were going to be times when this when this does happen and everyone sort of got on board. And it wasn't like a, oh, you know, this this can't happen, this can't this can't work.
0: That's really good. It sounds like there is a bit of flexibility, which I imagine is is really important as well. So that you've got that little bit of movement on what you can do, um, you know, to allow you to to you to run your work, to run your life, and so on.
1: Yeah, you know, look, I'm not about to go and take a two-week holiday or anything <laughs> like that with, with with Adam but there you know there are just sometimes there are just things as there are with any parent in anyone's life that that you have to do and you would call on people for help as so it's just really good you know it, it's re- I think it's really important to sort of have that there and that's that's part of the application process and going through it they are checking and making sure rightly that you have that backup and that support if and when you ever need it now you know whether it be a whether it be a work trip or, you know, hopefully not, but if you were to fall ill or you know, they have to cover all eventualities that whatever happens to, to the foster carer that the that the child is gonna have is gonna be looked after.
0: Absolutely. And um the fostering network says that about eight and a half thousand new foster carers are needed each year. And we know that LGBT plus people make awesome adopters and foster carers. Right. Um but I just wonder whether or not you would recommend it and also what advice you would give to other people that are thinking about becoming a foster carer
1: i mean i i would wholeheartedly recommend it but you know it's either for you or it isn't um i think i go back to you know earlier definitely get involved with you know with groups where you can sort of go and work with young people in in whatever way you know whether that's teaching them knitting or football or you know do, doing whatever but just that way it's a it's a way of seeing if if you are keen or not or seeing if it if it's for you or not and so sort of, it's more of a slow introduction and I think also with with the fostering you know there are all types of ways to do the fostering there's respite where you know you might have somebody you know at the weekend only or maybe you know every other weekend you're just giving um the the parents for whatever reason if they need a break um, and a child can come and stay with you at the weekend you know it, it doesn't have to be a 24 7 commitment because that you know is or can be quite daunting but there are you know different levels of doing it or you might have a child for a week during the summer or something um, so I think just you know explore it and see look at all the different options it doesn't have to just be here's a child there with there with you and I think also one thing for me that really stood out in the in the training and in the when I was going through the application process was that they said um, you know when when you get a call about a child from the placement officer really talk it through and think it through and you don't have to take a placement if it's offered to you now I was I was approved in October and it took until March for me to get my my current first placement and I was offered placements in that time I got up to three I was offered three other placements but as I say with with the training and everything the placement officer will call and with you know with the greatest of respect they will have a child that they need to find a placement for it's not always the right it's not always easy to get the right the right child the right placement and I mean with some of mine that I was offered there was just no way and I just you know that it was going to work you know the child. One of the placements, they sort of you sort of start to talk it through, and they they sort of go through the the information, and they sort of. And I remember one, they said, "Oh, and that sometimes the child needs to be restrained." And I'm like, "Right, I don't know if you've looked at my file, but it's just me. Yes. <laughs> it's, even if I do restrain the child." What do I do next? You know, it's, <laughs> yes. And it's you know, it, it, and I'm not saying that down the line that, but you know, certainly for, as a first placement, that would have been too much. Yes, you know, it just and you have to know where where you're at. You know, this is my first first time, and I think that that would have been too much. And it got to the stage after the third placement that I said no to, and I you know discussed it with my social worker as well, and we both agreed that was the right, it was the right thing to say no. I did say, look, I'm getting a bit concerned. I keep saying no. And they said it's just much better to say no than to take a child and it not work out well and you have a broken placement on your record. Yes. Yeah, you because know, that's that's no good either for me or indeed for the child.
0: So it sounds like you're quite supported in um having those boundaries.
1: Yeah, definitely definitely. Yeah, I mean I again I can only speak for me and I've been really lucky, but yeah, definitely. And yeah cause you wouldn't want to I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't want to take a placement. And then it failed, and, and and they do, and you know for all, all sorts of reasons. But I think if you go into it thinking, oh, this this all sounds a bit dodgy and a bit hairy, that's probably not the right way to go into it. Um, and look, placements can break down, and for all all sorts of reasons. But I just felt the ones that I was initially offered, it was it was going to be too much, certainly for me, both on my own and and as my first one.
0: I understand that, but it sounds like the placement you've got four months in is going really, really well.
1: Oh, just yeah, really, really well. <laughs> I'm, even my even my social worker is sometimes, um, yeah, don't 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 um, don't go into too much detail about it with you know when when we have coffee mornings and all that kind of thing because obviously I am really aware that that is not always always the case. Um, but yeah. No, i I couldn't be happier with with the placement that i've got he's he's smashing
0: (laughs) that's absolutely fantastic thank you i'd like to thank my guest today dan if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends follow us on twitter at lgbt adopt foster and on facebook search new family social all one word visit our website at newfamilysocial.org.uk adoption fostering and tea is produced by new family social the presenter was me, Tor Doherty, with music from Matt Doherty. The producer was John Jenkins. We'll be back next week with more guests and more tea.